I'm honored today to speak on the, uh, on the theme, Prayer, the Fuel of the Kingdom. Our text is in Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Verse 18 reads, and I quote, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Let me begin by asking, how is your prayer life? Does it look like the one Paul is describing here when it says pray in the spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests? Or is it confined to one slot in a day, one slot in a week, or perhaps it's non-existent? Do you see every occasion as an opportunity to pray, to enforce God's will in your life, in your family? Why don't we pray like this? Could it be because we think prayers don't make such difference? Or maybe it's because we are simply unaware of the need to pray. What is your understanding of praying in the spirit? Let us pray. Father God, we gather unto you this morning. Bless this time and fill us with the knowledge of your will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives. Do a new thing in the midst of your people today. Amen. Our text was set against the background of the famous verses about the armor of God, where Paul was encouraging the Ephesians church, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground against all the schemes, the strategies, and the deceits of the devil. Because the reality is that our struggles as believers isn't against flesh and blood. Yes, we do not war against physical opponents. But the impact of this war is as far-reaching consequences in every area of our lives. Our enemy, the devil, has come to steal, to kill, to destroy. He prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking a prey. But in partnership with God, we are to deploy mighty weapons and execute heavenly tactics and strategies not only in resisting and standing our ground, but also in advancing the kingdom. According to 1 Corinthians 10, it says we have divine capabilities to demolish strongholds, arguments, and every pretensions that sets itself against the knowledge of God and to take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Paul goes on in our text to say prayer is essential in this ongoing war. While it is important for a soldier to have on the right arm and be equipped with all the weapons, it's also equally important that that soldier must be in constant communication with the headquarters or the commander-in-chief. Imagine the mood here in the UK at the start of World War II. The first eight months saw only one limited military land operation on the Western Front. That period is called the phony war. People are lured into a false sense of security 
which changed once the bomb started falling. Have we become too comfortable to pray because of our perception or our understanding of the times? First Corinthians 14 says, it says, again, if the trumpet does not sound a clear call, who will get ready for battle? Today's clear call is that if you're a Christian, you're in a battle, whether you like it or not, or whether you know it or not. We have an enemy that wants to rob us of our peace and joy, an enemy, an enemy who wants to trap us into forgetting that the war is real or the nature of the war. Do you see your prayers like a vending machine or a domestic intercom to ask for things when you want? Do you see it like a battle front walkie-talkie that, that you used to communicate when you need to get something done urgently? Again, imagine the horrific feeling of a soldier that has lost all contacts with his platoon and command center during a war, possibly behind enemy lines. That soldier is afraid, is isolated and separated. Many years ago, while in a mad rush, I boarded a plane going to the far north of Nigeria, hoping to get to the far south. <laughs> it's a long story, but I can assure you, it wasn't a pretty sight. All oh, the futility of racing through life without God's direction. To wear the hammer, to wield the sword, to engage the enemy, to advance the troop, to be at ease, to persevere in prayer. We need a constant, clear, direct communication with the one that has enlisted us. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts himself. Over 20 years ago, I led a team of over 100 young graduates on an evangelical outreach to a remote village in the northeast of Nigeria. The people in that region were 99% Muslim. To put it in perspective, today that region is the stronghold of Boko Haram, that terrorist organization. As with similar outreaches we had done in the past, we had fasted, we had prayed, planned, mapped out the ter territories, both physically and spiritually organize clothes, organize ourselves, organize medical supplies, food. We walked many kilometers to get to that village because of the terrain of the environment, of the area. We arrived in our customary style. We brought music, we brought laughter, we brought love and so much joy. I remember I didn't get much sleep that night because the responsibility of that trip rested heavily on my shoulders. The warm welcome of the evening before soon turned precariously hostile in the morning of the main outreach. Words have gone out. We were Christians and the battle line was drawn. There was a huge riot in the town. The villagers were harmed to the teeth with, with, with sword, with bows and arrows, with guns, ready to kill. I was arrested. I was detained and questioned by the representative of the National Security Service on the ground that I was allegedly bringing into that village medical supplies from Israel to poison and to kill the whole village. It was war. 
My safety and the safety of others with me was at stake and our mission on the line. I was terrified and we were so far away from civilization. Anything could have happened. We prayed. God answered, rescued us and blessed our trip. For you, your experience may not be as dramatic as mine, but it doesn't mean that the war isn't as dangerous. We fight a real enemy, people of God. Prayer isn't bargaining with God only to, you know, ask for things. If a therapeutic meditation type exercise, a way, a way to control God or to show off one's spirituality to other people. A.W. Tozer warned, prayer among evangelical Christians is always in danger of degenerating to a glorified gold rush. God is not a magical genie who answers our every wish, nor is he a weak God who can be controlled by our prayers. At its most basic definition, prayer is talking to God. Prayer is, is a primary way a believer in Christ Jesus communicates his emotions and his desires to God and to fellowship with him. When we pray, like Eli said, we are not overcoming God's reluctance, but we are laying hold of what he's most willing to do. God has decided that he will not act apart from the prayers of the saints. We know that apart from him, we can do nothing. But we must also know that apart from him, apart from us, God will do nothing. So he beats us, pray that my kingdom, your kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God is concerned for the earth. His mind is full of us. And he calls us to join together with him to bring his will to pass. His mind is indeed full of us. Prayers changes things. When we partner with God, we partner with God when we pray. This is how God has ordained it. I love the quote from Pete Greg when he says in his book, Dirty Glory, it can be troubling to recognize the militancy of prayer and the level of authority we may will to affect the outcome of spiritual battles. But the truth is, there are terrible evils that can only be restrained and wonderful blessings that will only be unlocked by our prayers. You do not have, says Apostle James, very simply, because you do not ask. The lost purposes are contingent upon our prayers because he has chosen to work in partnership with our free wills. So let me ask again, how is your prayer life? Do you have a peacetime mentality or a wartime mentality? Next time, when you're walking down the streets or you're at work, Ask God to help you to notice things that you can pray for. And then pray, believing that your prayers make such a big difference. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Thank you.